0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Booked and Boozy podcast. It is your host, Jada. And Brooke. And we are not fucking boozy right now, but I hope that you are. We are literally just recording this portion, this intro for you. So I really hope that you're at least drinking something because we are definitely not. And you need to be for this episode. Definitely. I was just about to say that. This episode is definitely on a different level than the last one I'll just put it that way so get ready throw back a shot <laughs> it's about to get hot <laughs> and if you were with us in the last episode we recorded part one and part two together so we're still drinking the same things we were drinking in the last episode I uh made the terrible decision to mix wine and like Okay, so I wasn't drinking them together. I don't know if that was clear. I had like a glass of wine and then I had another glass that had a shot of vodka in it with my white claw. So that probably sounded really gross. I realized that I didn't specify that. (laughs) It still wasn't a good choice. (laughs) I was really fucking hungover in the morning. Just uh, know, at the end of the episode when we're rating how drunk we are, we are fucking lying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It gets to chapter 55 and then my memory is just blank. I don't even remember what happened. All right. So, Rhys comes out while Faye is training with Cassie, and is like, hey, bitch, we go into Summer Court. And, and then they go and they meet Tarquin. And Resand's basically like, you've got to play this part because Rhysand has this image to the, re- to the rest of Perithian where he's just, like, evil and dark and, like, cold. So, they kind of have to play that part. Basically, like, I want to lay out how I imagine the summer court for you in Adriata. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. To me, they, like, appear on this, like, this, like, rock mound that's, like, up on this hill, and then they, you can kind of see the castle in front of them. And it's like these two glass doors this is really futuristic for Perithian this is probably not how it's portrayed but this is how my mind does it there's these two glass doors and they open automatically like like when you go to the grocery store and it just like opens (laughs) 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 okay (laughs) You, you walk in front of it you know what I mean and they just like open listen every single time Brooke sends me a picture of something that she's like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what this looks like in the book. And I'm like looking at it like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like where it has the metal around the glass. It's just two glass doors and they open automatically when you get close. And then you walk in and it's like marble flooring and like the walls are almost like sand with like shells in them. And there's a big fountain in the middle of like the foyer and the entire wall is glass like it's windows and it That's overlooks cool. it overlooks like partially the city but mostly just the ocean and it's just this the, this big hallway of just like chairs and seating areas and like the servants come up and serve you and stuff it, it, it's almost like a like a all-inclusive resort <laughs> <laughs> in my mind <laughs> basically a sandals <laughs> So yeah, that's how I imagine it. Um the first part is just like Reese and like the inner circle like trying to figure out Tarquin and the summer court out. And Reese basically tells Farrah that she has to do anything that she can to basically get the book. And Farrah's like, anything, like sleep with him, and he's like, anything. And she's like, Okay. And she's kind of pissed about it, but she's kinda like, okay, like I'm not mad about it though. <laughs> and about- a hottie. For real. And then they go on this cruise and Rhysand and Tarquin, I think it's Tarquin's sister, Chris, Chrisida. Chrisida? Yeah. They start flirting a lot. So Farrah's basically talking to Tarquin the whole time and she's like, and Tarquin is like venting to her and he's like, I'm a new high lord. I'm trying to figure things out. But what I really want to do, my main goal is to basically get rid of the social hierarchy like with the high lords and the lesser fae he kind of just wants to make everything equal like an equal playing field and i thought that was awesome at that moment i was like oh my gosh i really like him and <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> Fae was kind of thinking the same thing <laughs> he even says it would it would be easy to fall in love with him and um she looks over and Reese and Cressida are flirting. They're like all over each other and Fair gets really jealous. And then she thinks that Reese basically like sleeps with this chick, but he doesn't. So the next day, Targwen takes her down to basically they're like they they like they like hoard a lot of treasure. They're almost like dragons in a sense. You know how like dragons or pirates. are pirates or pirates. They hoard a lot of treasure. They have, like, all these jewels, and they, like... That's, like, their thing. Apparently, like, throughout the generations, the Summer Court loves all their jewels and their their just, like, luxury items. And so he takes her down to basically this vault. And she gets to know him a little bit more, and she realizes that he's a really good guy. And she starts feeling really guilty for what she has to do. She has to take this book from him, and she feels really bad about it. She has to steal from him. And he even notes that, like although Reese has a harsh exterior, there's something more to him that makes him see good in Reese. And Tarquin says, sometimes I think Reese might have been her whore to spare us all from her full attention. Exactly. Tarquin picks up on the smaller details. Yeah. That one hit me hard because it was like, oh, he actually kind of sees through the harsh exterior that he tries to put on. Rizan starts to get jealous of her and Tarquin and then it's just this tension building of like them getting jealous of each other. And honestly, I'm just loving the tension throughout this book. I mean, I was about it. I was like, yes, they're both jealous. That's my (laughs) favorite part. Skipping ahead a little bit more. Faye goes out into the summer court. She's exploring around. She's kind of seeing what's going on. And she notices this submerged building in basically like the ocean when she's going back up to the castle and she's like what is that and so she tells <laughs> she tells resand about it and resand's like okay yeah I'll bring it up at dinner so she brings it up at dinner and like Tarquin and his sister look at each other and they give each other a look and then she's like oh that's that's exactly where the book is mm-hmm. so they go out the next night and they try to get in and I think it's so cool because Farrah has taken the essence of literally each high lord to the point where she's able to literally, like, go up to the door and, like, put her hand on it and be like, I am Tarquist. <laughs> she's like. <laughs> the door believes her. <laughs> Incognito. <laughs> so they, like. They- <laughs> it's just so funny. It is, It is a little bit now that. I'm saying it out loud, <laughs> and so they get in. They find the book, and the book starts like audibly speaking. <laughs> also, let's not forget to also get into the little palace. She was like, she even says it in the book. She's like, "I am the sea. I am the ocean." <laughs> I'm like, bitch. I am Daddy Tarkin. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! It's all about the dramatics. <laughs> <laughs> We get it, <laughs> so she finds the book, and the book's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And she like, "I'm Tarquin bitch, and he's like, "No, you ain't. <laughs> it's like completely worked her up to this point, and then the book is like, "Next Dragon <laughs> <Try> <laughs> <laughs> So then, when the book realizes that she isn't Tarquin, he like shuts the door, he like slams it closed. And they start, like, drowning. The room starts filling up with water. And then they – somehow, Amarin opens up the door with her powers, which are still mysterious to me. Very mysterious. And they get out. And then they realize that the whole building is – the tide is coming up. The whole building is being flooded. And so the water starts rushing in. They start drowning. They can't get back up the stairs to get out the door of the building, And at this moment, the water wraiths come in and basically save the day. And they're like, I remember what you did. I remember your kindness in the spring court. We're here to basically repay you for what you did for us. And I loved that moment. I really do. I didn't expect it. I was really surprised. I loved that moment. Thank you for that karma. I really thought well, I didn't think they were gonna die, but I was like something something better happens soon because <laughs> they they' oh. like, God, I was like, when does this end They've been drowning for like six pages <laughs> <laughs> It was like when she was in the chamber. yeah, day 18 in the chamber. <laughs> they ain't found me yet <laughs> They ain't found me yet. <laughs> I've been underwater for three days in this with this book. they ain't found me yet. <laughs> Oh it. man. So the water race saved the day. They get out. They're like, Reese, where the fuck were you? <laughs> and he's like, I didn't know. It's <laughs> like, y'all set up all these fucking traps everywhere else. And I've been taking care of everybody else trying to come after y'all. But y'all over here can't even take care of yourselves. You drowned. <laughs> man. Honestly, it was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess. It was one of their most, like, least thought out plans that they enacted yeah guys- it was kind of like literally two seconds they were like okay here's the book and then the next second they were like okay we're gonna go get the book so they get back to the townhouse they clean up they rest and then uh Farah finds Resan up on the roof and he's like all upset he's kind of sulking and he shows her these blood rubies that were sent from Tarquin and you kind of come to find out that reese had a lot of the same morals that tarquin did and he actually really wanted to form an alliance with him he really liked this guy and they just kind of fucked it up they ruined it by stealing the book going behind his back and um kind of broke that trust with him and he's really upset about it but farah just tries to like cheer him up she's like think about me in lingerie It was kind of cringe though. The confidence. Right? <laughs> I was like, we love the confidence, but I'm also cringing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh man, and it cheers him up for a little bit, but um, they go to bed that night, and this is what I want to talk about. Mm. They go to bed that night bear sleeping and then she's woken up and she feels this like darkness around her and she goes out the door and she's like oh my god reese Ann, and she runs through the door and reese is like tossing and turning he's all upset and she can tell that he's having a nightmare similar to like what she has she has sympathy for him and she tries to wake him up and he is like not waking up he's actually kind of almost in a trance like half awake half asleep and is like almost like strangling her And then he finally wakes up and is like, I'm so sorry. Like, thank you so much for like trying to comfort me, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, honestly, right now, I'm just trying not to look at your dick. (laughs) (laughs) Me reading it. I was like, bitch, look down. (laughs) Look at it. (laughs) The the thing that got me though, like, okay, unpopular opinion, but I am not a fan of the Thailands. Like how Reese has talons. Like, I don't want to picture him as a bird. That just, it doesn't I mean, do it for me. Talons yeah, but the thing is, because he's a bat boy, you know, bats have little, little claws, right? So essentially he's got these like velociraptor claws coming out. So it's even worse than like the bird thing, in my opinion. I don't know. It's not doing it for me. I no, upset. it's not. But I do, I did have this prepared for you. I'm oh sending god. something. I'm oh sending god. over something over your way for this moment. But he, but she did look far enough down to look at the stars in the. Ma- oh my god! <laughs> look down, Farah. <laughs> you know if you were want- curious. If you want to know, we'll send it in the DMs. We are not posting this. Uh, That's good. That was so good. <laughs> i was expecting you to send me something like stupid (laughs) like i picked pick like his hands with the talons (laughs) nope (laughs) nope i think i'm hot (laughs) (laughs) oh god help me jesus christ okay anyways any thoughts about the nightmare scene that you want to add but i do think it's really sweet how he just kind of like To me, at the very end of that scene, after I'm yelling at her to like look down, he kind of (laughs) softens a little bit as she walks away and he grabs her wrist and says, thank you. Just the most purest thing I feel like I've ever read. (laughs) Because it was so sweet. I agree. It was like. He's been through so much and she's been through so much and they understand each other and he's emotionally mature enough to be able to communicate with her on that and just kind of open up and be vulnerable. Because if we want to talk about someone who is really self-sacrificing, I mean, he mirrors Farah in that way. So the fact that, you know, she was there for him in that moment and saw that side of him and he was able to show her that side... I don't know, it just hit me in the feels. Well, and there was a there was a scene like I completely agree with you. And there was a scene earlier on in the books when she first came to the, the night court and she was having nightmares and he came in to check up on her. And so I just love how they're they're there for each other. Finally. Giving equal parts. It's not uh it's like I do think that Tamlin gave more in some ways than other, you know, like In that relationship but it was never a balance and that's why they they weren't gonna work it was almost like tamlin was giving too much to pharaoh but he wasn't giving enough at the same time it was like he thought he was giving a lot but he really wasn't does that make sense it makes complete sense a hundred percent so jumping to the next chapter resane comes in and he's like the human queens have sent a letter back that they're, like, finally deciding to meet with them. And they are bitches. I'm just gonna go ahead and forewarn you. You've read the book, you know. They meet at um Farrah's family's new manor that Tamlin's paying for, Sugar Daddy in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's Sugar Daddy in him out. Sugar Daddy Tamlin. And basically, they just try to get them on their side for the upco- upcoming war with Hybern. But the queens don't really care about their people, which is really shitty, like... One good point that the queens made that I do kind of side with is that Farah's like, you hate us so much. Why would you leave it up to the fairies to defend your own people? And the queen is like, well, shouldn't they? Shouldn't they defend against a threat of their own making? Mm. And like, I kind of get that a little bit. It's not the mindset queens that, you know, are supposed to rule over and protect their subjects should have, but it kind of does make sense. Like, is it really their battle
1: it is, it's, but it
0: isn't right. Even though the queens make a good point that it's really not their battle, Reese comes in and he pretty much destroys that. And he says, "Neither side is innocent, but we must protect those who are together." But the queens are like, "Nah, I think I think we're gonna keep our book." <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Screw you!" And then and then Moore jumps in like, "I am the Moore again. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, baby, you are. Say it." And she's like, I am the truth, but like, and maybe I'm not to the end of the series yet, and I don't understand it. But I don't get where her powers are. Like, d- you can know- she not lie? Can she not lie? I don't understand. I don't think that was a good. There wasn't a good explanation there, and I don't think we are gonna get one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the fucking silver pond, <laughs> <laughs> the pool of starlight. Yeah, I am so mad about that. Just wait. I have another qualm. Okay. <laughs> so anyways Morgan calls them out and she's like y'all ain't the queens of that your ancestors were I knew them and they were great and y'all shit so they're like but how do we know you're good how do we know you can protect us how we can trust you and Morgan's like well Velaris bitch and they're like okay well we want proof so then that kind of catches Reese off guard he didn't know that Morgan was gonna say that and he's kind of upset about it and they go back home to the townhouse, and they're kind of talking, like, about it within the inner circle. And Cassian's like, I mean, we could just kill them. Exactly. <laughs> we could appoint some new queens. We start. don't need them and their negativity. And Rhys is like, no, we're not about that. Let me, let's just go to the Court of Nightmares and get the orb and show them Valaris. Like, they put their full trust in these queens, which now we're on to Chapter 42. <laughs> The best chapter of Are the ready? entire book. Are you ready for the hottest fucking part? <laughs> it because up. it's not chapter 55. It's not. Unpopular opinion. That's some pushy shit. <laughs> yeah. I am nervous to talk about this. I feel like I'm not going to do it justice. Okay. No, just like <laughs> take a sip of your alcohol and just let it flow <laughs> through you. All right. So they're flying to the court of nightmares. Rice is holding Farah in his arms, and they start kind of having this flirty banter, start getting a little sexual. Farah is like, so I've heard that wingspan is associated to dick size. And Reese is like, oh yeah? And she's like, yeah. And apparently Azriel has the largest wingspan. low blow <laughs> it is my personal opinion that as definitely has the biggest wingspan because it's always the quiet ones so they're like really flirty and she's like well next time i'll leave you to rot next time you have a nightmare and he's like no you won't you like seeing me get naked too much <laughs> <Brad's> right here <laughs> <laughs> Brad's like, what the fuck are you reading? Are you sure it's not porn? <laughs> I'm good at that. Please put a love of in your room. I'm so when he's like no you won't you like seeing me get naked too much like at this moment i'm like okay it's about to get boosted like i know where this scene is going i was and like I- they're gonna fuck there. right here <laughs> in the air <laughs> And judge me come at me i'm daring you but i love it i love it when farah starts teasing him with his wings oh my god yes I talk about them getting too animalistic, but this, this one's okay with me. I, love, I love appropriate. <laughs> it is. There's just like so much tension before they even get there. And then like when they get there, Fair is in like literally the same dress she was wearing under the mountain, but it's black, but it's still like sheer as fuck. And everybody can see her entire body. And like, she goes into like his throne room or whatever. And then he just like busts through the doors and he's like, I'm here. Honestly, but he's just like radiating with confidence and it is so fucking hot honestly it's the hottest i've ever seen him even though he's supposed to be like quote-unquote evil in that moment I maybe i do like the darker the role play i love it
1: no i love that they're told. like oh we're just <laughs>
0: playing a little game like no you're not i mean you are but you're not you know what right? I'm right and i i think you do like the darker characters i mean like there's a little spice I need a little little spice every now and then. I like, I like the lighthearted characters. I like the softy boys, but I want a little bit of spice. So he comes in and everybody just like bows down before him. And she just like, he comes over to her and he's like, come to me, Farah," And like picks her up and she like sits in his lap and it gets all hot and heavy. And he's like, here, come here and give me report on the night court and you just, like, lounging in the chair, and Farah's just, like, sitting on him, and then, like, he starts literally, like, rubbing up and down her thigh, and then, like, basically, like, literally almost finger-blasting her in front of the, like, entire night <laughs> oh, my god. Yeah, I mean, that's literally what happens. happens. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, rubbing her underboob, and she's, like, loving it, and, like, but, like, it's not only her getting horny. It's, like, him getting horny, too. And she, mm-hmm. she's, like, rubbing up against her butt. And she's, like, oh, my God. And then, like, it gets, like, almost too much in front of all these people. And as like, comes back and he's, like, bro, you can stop. I found it. <laughs> he's, like, I, I just found to the- know what the inner circle was thinking. <laughs> I, I just really want to know what the inner circle was thinking because I- – they're always just like, they don't give a fuck who's around. They're just so fucking horny for each other. They're always just like. Mm. I know. But who was still left in the room? It was Moore. Moore was still left in the room, right? Cassian, right? Cassian. So they were just watching their two best friends essentially fuck each other. Like <laughs> in public. <Just> like dry humping. <laughs> and Fair's the whole time in her head, like the dammy evidence. I'm like, he gonna find it. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, the evidence, like you just said. So he finds the evidence, <laughs> but she found the evidence first. Fair. On, um, our little high lord over there. But like, I really love how he reacts because he's like, "It's fine, like it means nothing. It's just your body's reaction." Can we talk about that for a second? Because like, I feel like most guys would be like prideful or arrogant. That's like, oh, like I made this girl like really fucking horny. But he's like, no, like he wanted to make her feel comfortable and feel better and like he knew what he was doing was probably wrong he wasn't sure how he how she was really genuinely feeling about it like all he knew is that her body was physiologically reacting and so like he was just so respectful about it and i feel like guys aren't like that (laughs) a lot of guys aren't like that my cats are having smackdown versus (laughs) will <laughs> you guys fucking like each other for two seconds <laughs> oh my god okay they leave under the mountain no good god <laughs> this is, this is this a corner nightmares th- where the fuck they <laughs> this is where the episode starts taking a turn <laughs> <laughs> okay reese takes her to like this hill and he's like i'm so sorry for that and she basically is just like if anybody got close to you like how could they even love you and like honestly fair is a bitch like half the time to resend he's always doing the right thing for her almost always like you said he's morally gray but most of the time he's really taking in consideration to how she feels and she just shits on him a lot and she shits on him again and we will get into it (laughs) yeah what she said was a little too vicious it was like, where did that come from? That was uncalled for. Like, piped down. For real. And so she hurt Reese's feelings, and he, like, left and didn't talk to her for days, and she was sending those, like, little, like, elementary school love notes to him through Bond or whatever, and he wasn't responding. Um, but then Starfall happens. She's wearing this beautiful silver, like, light blue dress that complements the event so beautifully. And, There is a, I need a moment in my life where I literally wear that dress and just like run down the hallway of a castle or run to a castle or run, run to Brad or something. I need this moment. I need to be in this dress because ah, I love it so much. It's so perfect. Anyways, she gets to the house of Wynn. Reese comes up and he's like, hey, and they finally talk. And they go up the stairs, like, when the starfall actually starts happening, when the event starts happening. And he's like, yeah, these actually aren't stars, they're spirits. And she's like, well, why do they keep coming back? And he was like, I wish I knew. (laughs) It's, like, another part of, like, the SJM story. She, like, goes into detail about everything else, but we can't have this one thing in each book, and it's fine. (laughs) The pool of starlight no backstory starfall mm, i don't know <laughs> i don't know we'll never find out lazy writing once again sgm i know oh you care God. about my opinion <laughs> she doesn't. it's not lazy writing it's just she doesn't give us the one thing that we just really kind of just want to know off the back end and she doesn't give it to us like we didn't get pull of starlight and maybe some people aren't as upset as i am but i think that starfall was a like it was one of the best parts in the book and we don't get an answer for once again (laughs) it's fine (laughs) uh so anyways they make up it's a great scene they start dancing you know like they share some really intimate moments they share some stories with each other like about what happened under the mountain Uh, and it was just it was really romantic and i was hoping for a kiss and it never happened i was really hoping for a kiss it's a slow burn Mm. slow burn till the end so um, he apologizes for kissing her under the mountain because it was aggressive and he knows that like she didn't want it. And he was like, I really wish I wouldn't have done that because when we kiss, I I didn't want you to react that way. I don't, I don't want you to have those negative connotations towards me in that moment. And that was really sweet. And um, I'm glad that that was in the book because like we've talked about in the previous episode, So many people get onto him for that moment, but remember, your girl, Fair, would have died. And he acknowledges that it was a shitty thing to do, but at least he actually apologizes for it. So the next day, they go to the Illyrian war camps. Breeze is trying to train with Farah. He's trying to teach her how to basically manifest each of the High Lord's gifts that have been given to her. Specifically, in order to be able to um, basically protect herself, and during this time, we find out that Tamlin and his family actually killed Rice's mother and sister. That was a. It's not like I didn't see something like that coming, but it just made everything that Tamlin ever said or did just like a pile of shit, invalid. It was in a trash can burning it made me mad because tamlin had made himself feel like the v- victim when really he had made the first move with his family tamlin was like oh my gosh Rhysand and his family slaughtered my entire family and it's like no well actually you slaughtered his entire family and so he was pissed and maybe it wasn't the right reaction but he came and he did the same thing to yours like the the full story was not given to t- I mean, pharaoh what do you expect at that okay. point <laughs> Like, of course he's gonna fucking kill your family. (laughs) Like, you killed this first. Like, he purposefully omitted the entire story to Farrah. He made himself seem like the victim. You know what I mean? Which is irony because Rice has been this victim throughout the entire series. Oh God, for real. He spent 50 years being a victim, you bitch. And now you have the guts to say that like, leave out that very huge detail. And call yourself the victim? I think I mean, not. He basically ma- manipulated the entire situation and was like, "Yeah, Rhysand is so horrible. Like he's this terrible person. He's you know malicious. He has malicious intent with the Night Court. Like they're so bad. They're so evil. He killed my entire family. Like no, that's not what happened. It was manipulative and it was purposeful. He knows what happened and he just she he just didn't tell her. Mm-hmm. We find out that and it's devastating to Farrah and understandably so we find out all the details that Cassian as and Resam went through in the Illyrian um camps and how brutal it was as Cass grew older and he kind of like you see that he's like really a feminist and like we stand like he was like why can't girls be soldiers why can't they train why can't they fly why did they get their wings chopped off like we're not about that And he, like, stands up for them, and he trains them, and I love that. I love that. That's just a small part I wanted to, like, point out. I'm obsessed with it. So then Risen and Farrah go really far out into the woods, like, as far as they possibly can. I don't know why they go that far, but they train. And he's like, do your fire moves, do your, like, she's literally being, like, the Perithian avatar at this point. He's like, Yes. He's like training her for this moment. she's like mastering fire and water and air, and like everything else. <laughs> so then they run into Lucian, and this part gets really interesting for me because I love lucian, and i I really hate that he was left behind, and he's like, "I really want you to come home." but something that really sets me off is he's like, "We've been hunting you for months, hunting, yeah, I never thought about that." As if she's, like, a prize an or someone's possession, an animal, you know, an, an object. object. <laughs> right. Right. And basically, like, he begs her. He's like, please come home. You know, Tamlin's not himself. He's really sorry. And, like, even Lucian himself is like, I really need you. Like, I need you. Tamlin doesn't just need you, but I do. And, like, that kind of hurt deep down. It didn't really face... Farah, but it did me. And then Rhysand's like, "Didn't the Lady of the Autumn Court ever teach you that when a woman says no, she means it?" Right, because Lucian has his faults, okay. But I do think he really just wanted Farah back, and I do feel like Lucian thought that he was doing the right thing. I do too. Unfortunately, however, he wasn't, and she had told them in a message that like, "This is it. I'm done." And there were signs to point to that. I can understand why they would think it would be a trick, but she's standing here right now telling them, no, it's not. What something I want to point out. Somebody messaged me on TikTok and they were like, why would Lucian and Tamlin believe the note that she sent them? The message like, I'm never coming home. Don't look for me, blah, blah, blah. Because at their point in time, they believed that Farah did not know how to read and write. So why would they believe that now she knows how to? Why would they think that someone who is evil, who is against them, who is their enemy, would teach Farah herself how to read and write? They wouldn't. So obviously they think it's a trap. They think Resan has written this letter to them and that he is basically holding her hostage slash brainwashing her. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Makes so sense. this is why I have a little bit of sympathy for both of them. right. It was a it was a fantastic point. Um when I find your ad on TikTok, I will tag you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that point. It was amazing. <laughs> but basically, you know, Reese is like, leave her alone. Didn't anyone tell you that when a woman says no, she means no? And Lucian's like, Okay, this is enough playing, come home. Like, what has Reese done to you? And then Farah's like literally, she says, You lucian you gave up on me you were my friend and you picked him even when you saw me wasting away day by day and he still doesn't get it he really honestly thinks that Resand is brainwashing her and she basically she's like okay bitch here's my wings <laughs> and she it's erupts time her- to fly <laughs> <laughs> it scares the shit out of lucian he curses Resand is like your court will die and then he like runs away <laughs> oh god um, so true though they start trucking along they're looking for shelter they come across this inn which by the way heads up in my opinion the second most spiciest scene in the book definitely the second again shitting on chapter 55 (laughs) chapter 55 is good but it's where the tension ends we love the tension we stand we're here for it I mean the tension is definitely there in this one but some action actually happens (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they get to the end they're like we're cold as fuck we need a room they go up the room only has one bed reasons like I asked for two so then it ends up being like the stereotypical but like widely loved and accepted two people one bed trope <laughs> oh shit when a writer is like there are two people they had nowhere else to go they've been hiking all day long and they're like but there's one bed <laughs> i am been ready she lays in bed with reese and she's thinking to herself tamlin is no longer fit for what she needs or who she is and in this moment i really think it's truly when she begins to really let him go because she's thinking about when lucian came back for her and she's like no this isn't what i want that's you know what tamlin did to me what he wanted for me that's not what i want for myself like it would be really easy to think that when you've got like this rock hard (laughs) Illyrian <laughs> soldier right next to you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And also can we note that Reese brought Ferris stew in at this moment? Ooh, yeah. I've thought about that a couple times. Like he didn't make it for her, but like he brought it to her. Then sexy time starts. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks what like have- I'm not prepared. <laughs> to talk this in depth <laughs> why do I have all of these moments I just like how I mean honestly Pharaoh was the one coming onto him in this yeah. in this scene she With did point me a little bit though her little wing thing her little wing thing I love it I am a simp for this Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways it's a scary place <laughs> scary fucking world might be able to never come back so she like yeah she starts rubbing her rubbing his wings with her fingers but basically the heat just keeps building and like rice is like so what do you want farah and she's like just a distraction i know like he's probably like mentally like rocking himself back and forth broke (laughs) I was like, "Wow, Farrah, you a bitch right now?" Because that's a fucking lie. She is constantly a bitch to him, and it pisses me off. Like she had to have known that that would have hurt. She had I know. To have known. But like, he still gives her what she wants. Mm-hmm. Sexy time resumes, and let me just say, when he licked his fingers, I choked. <laughs> and not mm-hmm. like in like the like sexy time way. I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm I was not expecting that in a book. I don't know. So anyways, he licks his fingers and I'm like, damn, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He was like, I want to lay you out. Like, I have this planned in my head. I want to feast on you. And I was like, damn, damn. And I was okay Okay. with everything until he was like the roaring thing. (laughs) I'm telling you, Sarah J Mass and her animalistic characters sometimes goes too far nothing just throws me off more in a book when I hear the word roar you know what I mean yeah or like purr or (laughs) and like sometimes like he says like she's like he's purred and I'm like why is he purring right now (laughs) This is excessive. <laughs> Isn't and a bird? Why is he purring? <laughs> Why is he purring? Why is he not clucking? I don't know. <laughs> so they're flying in the sky. Re-san is carrying Farah and they're going home. And all of a sudden, Reese gets a shot with these ash arrows through his wings. And she falls to the ground and she doesn't like have a scratch on her, but she's like, oh my fucking God, where did and go? And <laughs> like <I'm> gone, gone. <laughs> They get separated, and so she's like, okay, I'm going to sniff him out. <laughs> Literally, the smell thing pisses me off, but continue. So she eventually finds him in this cave, and he's chained up, and these Hybern soldiers are, like, torturing him, and she kills them one by one. She's a badass. She rescues Rhysand, and she carries him because he's, like, too weak, but she has to, like, winnow with him. They eventually find this cave and they spend the night there and they basically almost die because it's so fucking cold. And she pulls the arrows out of him one by one. What I think is really sweet is she tries to distract him by telling him a story of how she was painting her old house. And she was like, yeah, Elaine had flowers and Nesta had this and that. And like on my dresser, I painted the night sky. I was fucking crying. Like, I swear. Same. And he's like, Thank you. I, I've been looking for you all my life. All right. It's my turn, bitches. <laughs> We've been, been now- recording since eight. <laughs> <laughs> I almost called you Farah. We've been called. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More? God. <laughs> Shit. Okay. So Farah's like, All right. Um,. We've been in this cave for a little bit, and Reese is not getting better. (laughs) I feel like I should go do something. So she only goes to do what she knows best, and that's to find her tea sipping honey, the cereal, which Rook pronounces as the cereal. (laughs) No, cereal. Surreal. But for me, me, guys, it's the surreal, okay? I'm too drunk. I'm too drunk right now to fight with you. (laughs) So here we go. (laughs) The surreal. She finds her tea sipping queen. And he's like, hey, bitch, long time no see. She was like, this is a little too easy. And he's like, because I did this on purpose. But then he really lays it on her because she's like cut the shit I need to know what I want to know and he's like okay here it is (laughs) give him your blood a little vampire moment (laughs) kind of hot right (laughs) and she's like oh my god thank you you're right I don't know I didn't think of that (laughs) and then he goes and for shits and giggles go find this pink fucking flower in the forest and make him chew on it not that you just gave him your blood, but this pink little flower is going to make it all better, so you're going to get that too. <laughs> and lastly, <laughs> do you want these stupid fucking flowers? <laughs> I really want you to imagine with me when I say this. I want you to think of Snoop Dogg, okay? Because this is how wow. it happens. I know you're going to pretend. Um, I'm going to pretend like I don't know that, but yeah, your mate. And she's been watching her for the past few months and is like, where's the flavor? <laughs> where's the flavor in this? And he was like, did I stutter? And she was like, uh, yeah, no, you didn't. So then Farrah becomes the true bitch that we've really been waiting for at this moment. Oh, I was like, I was yelling at her during this part of the book because so honestly, so it was so unnecessary, right? It was. So she goes and she's like, mate, mate, mate. Ryson is my mate. And while she's doing that, she f- slits her wrist, gives him some blood, throws some flowers in his mouth and is like, did you know? And he was like, um, yeah, I'm not going to deny that right now, but it's like true, but I have a reason. And she was like, I'm not going to hear that reason. You're going to win. us the fuck out of here? Even though you're barely alive. <laughs> and we're gonna call it a day. Okay. So they winnow over to the Illyrian camp, where more and more and Cassian have just been like, "Where the fuck are they?" They probably just assumed that they had finally fucked and they were gonna be like, "Finally," but no, they were really just like <laughs> barely making it alive. And um, she leaves him in the dirt and tells Moore to take her way to this cush-ass cabin in the middle of the woods. Listen, I was so mad at this point. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. resand has withheld this information f- from her for a reason. Like, he has literally let her make – I'm not even going to say let her because it's not his place to let her. And he knows that. Yeah. And he knows that she has just been making his own, cho- her own choices and he's been cool with that this whole time. And if he had stepped up and been like, Hey bitch, you're my mate. Suck it. Deal with it. She would have felt trapped just as trapped as she did with Tamlin. She would have felt like she couldn't make her own decisions. She would have felt like it was faded and that there was no way out of it. And by doing so, by not telling her that she was his mate, she was able to fall in love with him naturally and make her own decisions. Where is the lie? There is no lie. You guys know that Tamlin would have been like, you my mate, suck it up. Like this is it. Deal with it. It just pisses me off. The thing is, it took her five fucking days. Five days in this magical cabin while Reese was God knows where, fucking crying, probably, where she <laughs> left him in the dirt. And she also, during that time, on her own accord, decided to paint the entire cabin. <laughs> I was like, people are like, oh, wow, she's really finding herself. She's painting. I'm like, did she ask permission? Because, like, if I was staying at someone's house and I painted all over their shit, <laughs> This fucking bitchy, I don't care what anyone says. And so after her five days, she's finally like, oh my God, Ryson is my mate. I do love him. If he wouldn't have flew over there, I swear to God, she would have waited another five. So he finally comes back. She opens the door expecting it to be her BFF more. But it's recent and he looks like shit. And she's like, oh, why does he look like shit? Well, honey. What did you expect? You fucking tore his heart out. You left him to die. <laughs> and you were literally just keeping him out in the cold right now. So I'm ready for your bitchiness to end and you better invite him in because I'm over it. So she comes to her senses and lets him in and decides to essentially hear him out. I'm not even going to go over it because it was like... <laughs> His explanation was beautiful, and I would really butcher it right now at my nine out of 10 drunkness. Girl, I feel like it needs to be gone over though. That chapter 54 is one of my favorite chapters in the book. But it's, I mean, it's so long though. Like, it's I mean, so he much. basically says he's had this connection with her even prior to them even meeting and there was such a draw there but he always tried to pull himself back and restrain himself because he wanted her to have her own life he didn't want to ruin that for her that was selfless I don't care what anyone says he wanted that for her but there was a will and there was a way and they eventually found themselves together right whether some parts of it were shitty or not They came together to this beautiful moment. So somehow after their talk, she's like this beautiful, strong, selfless male who sacrificed literally everything for me. So basically I, in my mind, I'm like this, what is this Campbell's chicken noodle soup? I don't know. (laughs) It is considered accepting the mating bond at this point. And he's like looking at her like, are you sure? I can't even fucking say it. He's like, are you sure you want to give me the soup right now? And she's like, bitch, I'm giving you the soup and you're going to fucking eat it. So he's like (laughs) intently eating this soup. And I'm just kind of like in the book, I'm like, okay, like this is a little weird, but I'm like here for it. All right. So after he eats his soup, she tells him that she loves him. And then Shit just gets crazy. Here's the thing. This is my take on the situation. The word mate during sex because she says it so fucking much equals the terminology of daddy. He legit feasts on Pharaoh, like he said he would. At least he is a man of his word. Then there's this thing that I don't like where their scents merge. Ugh. Yeah. Honestly, like, it made me want to go, like, no. I can't do it. Then she glows, which I'm kind of, like, a little just, like, what is really going on here? Well, like, remember in uh, Gossip Girl, after, like, Blair hooks up with Chuck Bass, and she's, like, oh, that's that's the post- orgasmic glow. I'm like, but okay. she's, like, actually glowing. Mm, like yeah. a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> And then after they do their thing, there's this whole spiel that they have about basically they're not going to have babies because Farah is an independent woman and she wants some time with rice to herself. And then there's this- You go, girl. This frenzy. Yeah, no babies. There's this (laughs) frenzy topic that is like kind of also gag, but it's like also hot at the same time. Right? brooks looking at me like it's been a while since i read it <laughs> like she's like i'm fucking drunk okay <laughs> so they go back to the lyrian war camps where him and cassian beat the fuck out of each other because he makes this little side comment to Thera like hey bitch i should have railed you too which was a little uncalled for i don't remember this you don't remember that well he was just trying to like get the aggression out of rice oh, because I he sensed remember. it on him yeah. I remember he even now. got pissed at ass, which, like, who does that? And then somewhere after they, like, finally stopped fucking each other, um, <laughs> they actually started to follow through with their plans with the queens, and they show them Valerius, which was a mistake in the long run. One of the queens actually ends up helping them, but by giving them the other half of the book and was like I believe in love like okay it's like one. you those- like stuffed it up her cooch too oh <laughs> fuck did they really or you making that up <laughs> <laughs> when she know. like got up from her seat the book was like there <laughs> and it was like where the fuck did that come from <laughs> oh no wow okay Uh. so it's just things are getting weird towards the end it's like i really love this book but shit just starts getting weird and then um there was like this nice little part that i'm too drunk to talk about but basically Nessa makes nesta makes the realization in this chapter that valerius is what fair painted on her dresser drawer Mm -hmm. so it's just like all the connections together uh, yeah, she, Sarah J Maas did a really good job at like taking things from the first book and connecting them to the second book, which sometimes some authors will be like, did that connect? Did you, did you address that? And it's like, no, you didn't. It's in the details. She just didn't address The Pool of Starlight, Tamlin's Heart of Stone. <laughs> <laughs> we have a list for you, Sarah J and, and starful. <laughs> <laughs> we have a list. We have a list. <laughs> So then they kind of realize their mistake very quickly with showing them Valerius because the mortal queens and um, Mm Jurian send an attack on Valerius. And Cassian starts making demands to Pharaoh, Like, it's getting hot here. (laughs) Well, let's take it back. Like the gold queen, the golden queen, which they never give us her name, but she is the one that helps out the fairies. She helps out um, Farah and Ryson and everybody else. She's on their side and she's the one that ends up impaled. And like at that point I was like they describe her and I'm like oh my god, Moore fucking died? What? <laughs> I, I literally thought like she was so similar to Moore and like how they described her that I thought Moore died. I thought Moore was the one that was impaled and then they were like oh no it's the gold queen and I was like oh fucking thank god. So eventually Farrah starts getting in on the fight because everyone's going in at this point. We've got more, we've got, R- well, Rice is on his way. We've got Cassian, we've got Az. Everybody's fighting at this point, even Emren, which is really cool. And um, Farrah brings out her cute little water wolves, which I was like, this is pretty badass right now. In retrospect, eh, but it was badass at the first read-through. And instead of like... Bear Cursebreaker, protector of the rainbow. She's like Bear Cursebreaker slash Leprechaun. <laughs> oh <laughs> you protect my God. that rainbow, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow the Ator shows up. I mean, it makes sense to why he shows up, but it's like the perfect time to axe off this character because he's been kind of a little nuisance this entire time. Let's get rid of him. And she's like, all right, this is for, um, this is for everyone. This is for me. And this is for Rice. Bye. And it was just also in that moment, really nice to like reading the book. Cause it was like, Rice was like this huge cloud of darkness, like coming in. It was like, shit, it's just going down. It was just a few seconds too short. And she ended up saving herself and saving Valaris and, the rainbow and like as much as she could there were some casualties but she ended up she ended up being the hero in herself which i don't think anybody expected even resand who was training her like she just blew it out of the water she was herself it's such a feministic novel and i love it so much is out here leprechauning her own damn rainbow she does not need a man <laughs> and then after the little fight amren finally cracks the code and she specifically says don't put the two halves together well um that's exactly what fair does after they make their again really short plan to go raid hibern to essentially get her to destroy the cauldron she gets there and she's like oh this it's telling me the cauldron who i should not trust to put the books together it makes sense right and Cassian is even like, yeah, it makes sense. And we're like, everybody else is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, before, I mean, she puts the books together, okay? And then Jurian shows up to, like, crash their little party. I don't know. I feel like I've been kind of sleeping on Jurian because he he probably is, like, fine as hell, and we just don't know it. I mean, well, Jurian is like... If I was an I for, like, 500 years or however long it would have been, I would have been like... If you don't resurrect me as a fucking snack, if you don't make me hot as hell, like, I ain't, I ain't about it. I ain't trying to come back. <laughs> I ain't trying to come back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, um, I even wrote, Jurian's eye turns into Jurian's Hi. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, and then Jurian was like, okay, guess what, bitches? It's a trap. Yeah. He takes them up into this almost like castle, medieval, lair-type scene and uh, guess who's there? Boy Tamlin, making more pitiful decisions. because Surprise. I was we... actually really shocked. I was really shocked at this moment. I wasn't. I was like, when is this motherfucker going to show back up? Because he's going he's gonna to do something, and I'm not going to like it. I didn't think he was obsessed with Farrah to the point where he would, like, literally put the rest of the world in jeopardy. Well, he did. <laughs> and <laughs> he continues to... Re- like, refuse to as- respect her, refuse to respect her decisions and her ideas, and um, they fight back and forth for a little bit, and then that fucking gross part comes back up where he comes over towards them, and he's, like, he smells their scent. Oh, yeah, he can scent. tell they're bonded. He can tell they're bonded. I mean, like, eh, kind of gross. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. I was kind of thrown off by this point, but why the hell is Nessa and Elaine there so they can be in the next book, I guess? It was guess. so hybrid could contest to make sure. that. I called. know, but I'm just like, did they really have to be there? Did I really have to see them again? <laughs> you just wanted them gone. <laughs> I just wanted them acts so I was like, oh, they're <laughs> going to die. This is great. <laughs> Here's my thing about Tamlin, though. Like, Tamlin, even Lucian, they both thought that she was really brainwashed. And that goes back to the point that someone mentioned to me on TikTok that we mentioned earlier. And she had sent them this, you know, letter. And they were like, I don't believe this. And I don't think I would have either. Would I have sided with the person that would destroy the world as we know it? No. And that's where I think it steps over bounds. And I think that's where literally that's his fault he loves her to a fault and i'm not sure that it's even love like i said in the last podcast toxic it's britney spears level toxic okay it's it's immature love and it's toxic and he doesn't really know how to love but he deep down he really is just trying to save her but it's really not his place at the same time yeah save her to the point where he rats out her sister's and he they get thrown in girl. the fucking cauldron. He didn't rat out h- her sister's though. But all his shitty decisions led to essentially that, right? They led to it, but he didn't do it, and he didn't know he was taking part in that, and E. Anthe did that. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I fucking hate that bitch too. <laughs> and so they chucked both of them in. Well, they came out as fay. The one thing that they hated the most Nessa went down fighting, though. (laughs) I mean, we've always said it, even though I don't necessarily like her, she's a force to be reckoned with, and that includes with the fucking cauldron. She is a bad bitch, okay? Not my favorite kind, but she's a bad bitch. So Nessa takes something, Elaine pops out, and Lucian's like, that's my mate, and I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like we should go more into that in the next book, because we'll get a little bit more of it. Then there's this whole thing where... Bear does this glow worm thing again where she's like <laughs> <laughs> I am the light <laughs> she glow worms out and she acts like she's like oh my god what happens Tamlin oh my god and we're just like I was pissed I did not want this to happen no but she did it to literally save her friends yeah 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 she's For- the scapegoat again we get it well yeah but she didn't literally have anything to lose at this point all she had to do was go back to the spring court act like she was in love with tamlin and she knew she'd eventually get back right but it did break my heart though when Hybern was like let's break the bond and i felt like rice was like actually thinking that the bond was gonna break i thought it i thought it was too i think he was truly thinking that like, that she was saying, like, just break the bond, and it'll be fine. But guess what? You can't break that kind of bond, okay? Thank God. God. That's, not, that's not how it happens. They did break the deal that was yeah. on her arm, correct? On and that leg. is what was severed, but it was not the actual. And then it kind of leaves us on a cliffhanger at that, at this point, because what happens is Farrah sacrifices herself and goes with Tamlin and Lucian to the spring court where she's literally like, I'm about to rock their shit. The high lady, which that was a little spice there at the end. I was so excited for that. Oh my God. I was like, yes, because they kind of hinted a little bit, but I thought that they were just going to go get Mm married because he told her about the ring, which was like so cute. So sweet. By the way, I was like, okay, I understand why he threw her to the weaver because of his mom and everything. It was a good, it was a good fallback. Right. Mm Hmm. But excuse me, Tamlin, there is such thing as a high lady. And one is in your house right now. So Brooke, (laughs) right. If you haven't go ahead, get that number in your head, okay? (laughs) Brooke. On a scale of one to ten, how drunk are you? Oh God. I would say a 7.5, honestly. I'm probably about to take another shot. (laughs) I'm like at least like a, I think I'm like a seven, a solid seven. Yeah. That's a good place to be. So how would you rate Akamaf from zero to five? Mm, It's going to be a five out of five for me. Same five out of five. It's simple. I don't think we need to even talk about that. Okay. So I'm pulling up my fuck Mary kill for you. I have two for you. Okay. The first one for fuck Mary Kill is more Tarkin or Tarquin and Cassian. Oh, God, that's hard. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I did not think this through. I don't have answers for you or questions for you. Okay. You have just feel it and just go with it. I kind of want to marry Cassian, fuck Tarquin. But I identify with Morris, so I hate that. But like I, I think I would kill her because I love those two characters that you gave me.
1: Yes. Park is so hot and Cassian
0: is just like Cassian is just like that like hilarious, like male, like innocent, but kind of like almost reminds me of a puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that about him. And I, I want to I want to marry that. Okay. All right. And my second one i mean this one you have to expect is rice as and cassian oh god okay Mary rice fuck ass kill Cass. i'm sorry <laughs> that's just where i am yeah honestly i would have to say sames on that sames no 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 actually no i changed my mind i would definitely kill off cassian easy
1: i would oh, marry
0: yeah. ass and i would fuck rice okay i got you we're a little bit backwards Okay, so for me, fuck, marry, kill. More, Amran Azrael. More Amran and Azrael? Oh, that's yep. horrible. Okay. Mm, I would definitely, okay, no, this is easy. I would fuck more. I would marry Az. And then I would have to kill Amren. She's a little bit too saucy for me, you know? I gotcha. I didn't expect that, though. But, uh, yeah, definitely, like, 10 out of 10 would fuck more. 100%. I would want to marry As, though. As is in-game for me. Gotcha. Yeah, I expected that part. Amran, I definitely thought you would fuck Amren and kill more. I feel like our personalities are too similar. Yeah. So you don't like people that are like you? No. It's too boring. Gotcha. That makes sense. From the first read of Akatar, the first read... Read through of Acastar. Most people said that they would marry Tamlin, kill Lucian, and fuck Rysand. That was the most. That is the most popular. First read read through, though. That that is what I would have done. That is what I would have done. First read through. Yeah. I hate that because I love Lucian. I love Lucian with all my heart. But that is what I would have done. I don't know what I would have done. Well, actually, I probably do. I would have probably... Okay, you said Tamlin, Lucian, and... Reese. Reese. In the first book, I would have definitely married Lucian, fucked Reese, and killed off Tamlin instantly. Okay. Yeah. We had different opinions about Tamlin. You definitely (laughs) caught on before I did. (laughs) Okay. Give me your current read. Well... My current read is War, and I've said this from the first podcast because I haven't been able to read because I've been doing so much for our podcast and I hate that. So my current haul is We Were Liars, Three Dark Crowns, and Serpent and Dove. I'm excited for those. What about you, Jada? My current read is the second book in the Red Queen series, which I love the Red Queen series already. I'm heard I'm about to be hella hurt. (laughs) <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, but Furyborn, Red, White, and Royal Blue. And then there was another one that showed up. Wicked Saints is on the way to my house. There's literally a stack of books literally right outside my house, just chilling in the dark right now. Oh my God. Like, come pick me up. But yeah, those are. That's that's my haul, but my current read is currently the Red Queen series, which so I highly recommend. And to find us, you can follow us on Instagram as booked and boozy podcast. Follow us at Booked and Boozy on Twitter and TikTok. And then email us your your main character moments and your ghost stories at booked and at gmail.com. Ah, oh, thank you fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> Bye bitch. Bye bitch. <laughs>